The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Now I'm in my in the Bible this morning. I'm in a I'm in a book that doesn't get worked out of very often. I'm in the book of Zephaniah. If you tell me, oh, I just opened my Bible and it fell open to Zephaniah because I've been reading Zephaniah so much, we're going to have to cast that lying spirit out of you. (laughs) Zephaniah doesn't get talked about a lot, but it is a powerful book. And we're just going to run through some verses today. We're going to let the Bible preach this morning. Is that all right? That's better, that's better than any man's got to say anyway. We'll make comment. But we'll just point out stuff that's already there in your Bible. And when I get done preaching in a few minutes here, you're going to say, man, why wasn't I in Zephaniah long before now? There's, I didn't know all this good stuff was in the book of Zephaniah. You find him yet? Zephaniah. Who's he next door? He lives next door to Haggai and uh, Habakkuk. And he's right stuck in the middle there. I'm in Zechariah chapter 3. Praise God. Those of you that are live streaming with us, join at home and and get your device or your Bible and follow along with us. I'm going to be reading out of the King James uh, Version this morning. Zephaniah 3, verse 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments and cast out your enemies. The King of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of you. You shall not... I'm going to have to have somebody... Somebody got to... I need something to... Like a... What do you call a... um, An oven thing? An oven mitt. I need an oven mitt. This this thing's so hot today. Huh? You will, end of verse 15, you will not see evil anymore. Ha! I told you it was hot today. Verse 16, in that day it will be said to Jerusalem, fear thou not. And to Zion, let not your hands be slack. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Ah. <laughs> Shout out loud, you're helping me, Pastor. This, we're help, I'm helping you, not because I'm smart, but because I, I just find the right place where the Holy Spirit wants to talk out of today. Huh? The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save and he will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love and he will joy over you with with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee 
to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time, I will undo all that afflict you. I will save her that halts you or tries to stop you and gather her that was driven out. And I will get praise and fame in every land where where they have been put to shame. At that time, verse 20, at that time will I bring you again. Even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Somebody shout, thank God for Zephaniah. Woo! That's some good preaching ground there. If you can't preach out of that, you, you ought to find another occupation. I just want to go back and highlight some of those verses that we, words and parts of the scriptures there in Zephaniah 3, verses 14 through 20, that I read. Let's start in verse 14. I've got these numbered. Let's see if, they're, if, I, if I numbered them correctly. Number one. Here's, you can write this down. You know, people, it's a little easier to take notes and stuff when you're doing stuff like numbers. Number one, here, here's Zephaniah's instruction to the church. Look what he says. Sing. We did. We are. We will again. You know, you know, people, people, God made people to love to sing and worship and sing, the, sing praises. We like music and songs. People do. And, 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 and singing, singing, if you're singing the right stuff. Now, you can't, you can't be singing the blues. We, if, you like, if you like spiritual blues... Huh? You won't like this church because we're not singing spiritual blues. Now, not that this band here, this worship team can't get bluesy in their sound, but, but the words of the, of the song that we sing will never be blue. You know, blue is equated with depression and sadness. How's Johnny doing? Well, Johnny, he's been blue lately. What's that mean? He means he's, he's not been very happy. We got an antidote to that, Johnny. You know what? You know what you need to do, Johnny? You need to sing. I want to tell you, I, I'm telling you, Ben, when I, when I, I can't sing a lick, but when I start singing the songs of Zion, when I start singing songs out of my spirit, isn't it awesome? Don't you love song? You know, music is cool because it's, you know, anything that you want to remember, you need to tag something emotional to it is the best way to remember it, right? And so what I always do is I sing the word, I sing the psalms, I sing the songs that we sing. I'll just be, I'll, I'll be going through a day and sometimes battling in my mind and depression trying to grip my heart or concern uh, beyond 
tries to, to get a hold of my life. But something happens every single time that I begin to sing. I remember one time in the book of Psalms, Israel was in captivity. And they said, oh, they said, we can't sing the songs of Zion anymore. They got real sad about that. Just because, just because their circumstance changed, their location changed, didn't have anything to do with the God, amen, that they were singing to in the first place. I want to tell you, when it's dark, sing. When it's hard, sing. When all hell's breaking loose, sing. Amen. When, when, when all your friends have forsaken you, start singing. Start singing. And sing the songs of Zion. And the Bible says that they instructed the people of Israel in the Psalms to go take your harps back off those willow trees. That's why we call those, you know, a willow tree. What do we call those trees? Weeping willows. We, they, they look sad, don't they? Because they just kind of, they're, they're just kind of like this, how you feel at times. But, and that, so that's where they hung their harps. I want to, I want to challenge that everybody in here, you've got a, your own harp. You are a harpist. And with your harp, you can make melody to the Lord and you can sing. I think this is a severely important point that the Holy Spirit's pointing out today because he wouldn't just, it's not just extra words in here, man. He wants us to do this. Sing, sing, sing when it's dark like Paul and Silas in jail at midnight in the bottom of the jail, chained to a wall, beaten until their, their backs looked like hamburger meat, bloodied, bruised, prisoners. But all of a sudden, and I like it, they didn't wait, wait till everything got perfect. They started at midnight, at the time when it's the darkest time of the night, at midnight, when things aren't working out. When you feel like, how can things, will things ever get any better and you're in pain or whatever it is, I got a word for you. Like Paul and Silas, they started singing praises at midnight. In the midnight hour of your life, sing praises to God. Amen? When, when nobody's with you, sing praises to God. When things are just okay, sing praises to God. They'll get better. When things are good, sing praises to God. We need to be singing praises to God for the glory of God. Look at the person next to you and shout it at them. You need to start singing more. Now, that, that, don't there be a rush on the praise team here up here. Some of you, this is just a personal thing, isn't it? Sing, O daughter of Zion, and shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. That's what you, once you start singing, you start rejoicing with all your heart. Number two, look at verse 15. 
The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. Or all, you know what a judgment is? It's all the charges that were against you. The Lord got all the charges that were against us. He, he took them away. He got the charges against Jim Crabb because I was a sinner. I had a drug problem, an alcohol problem, a flesh problem, a carnality problem, a lasciviousness problem. I was not walking after the things of the kingdom of God. Praise his holy name. I was a sinner. I was like Paul said before he got saved. I was, Paul said, I'm the chief sinner. I felt like the biggest sinner, you know, in, in the room this morning before Christ came in my heart. But thank God, when Christ came into my heart, when I believed on his work on the cross, you remember the cross? You still believe that? You still excited about the old rugged cross? I am. Every day I'm excited about the cross. You know why? Because my Savior was crucified on that cross. My Savior was crucified on that cross. And on that cross, blood spilled down, ran down from Jesus' side, from his back. They put the crown of thorns on his head. And then they took spikes and nailed his hands and his feet and let him, and then, and then put that cross in the ground. And the, 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 the pain of a crucifixion was incredible. But the most important part of the crucifixion was the blood, the sinless blood that he shed. And the purpose of that blood was because he was washing away the, the, the sin, all the sin, all the judgment, all the, the, the charges that were against me. He was taking them out of the way. Colossians says he blotted them out. The handwriting of ordinances or the charges that were written down. Remember, they, they did that even on the cross. Remember when Jesus was on the cross? Remember they put, put an inscription at the top? The king of the Jews? And then they said, no, make it, make it, uh, make it. He said he was the king of the Jews. Amen? That was the charge. That's why he, that's why they crucified him because that was the charges against him. Well, praise God, I, I could have been crucified because there were charges against me. I was guilty. Huh? I was guilty. It took me a little while to admit it, but I finally admitted I got those charges against me are accurate. I am all those things. And that helped me begin to turn my life around. Aren't you glad he's taken away all judgments, all charges against you? When the devil lies to you and said, oh, you're not all, all that, you're not all you say you are when, when, you know, after you read your Bible, you're not all that. Praise God. Yes, I am, and I'll tell you the truth, Mr. Devil, I am more than that because I'm not just washed in the blood. My name has been written in, in the Lamb's book of life. Huh? All the charges are gone. There is therefore now no condemnation, Romans 8.1, to all those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, 
but who walk after the Spirit. There is no condemnation. All charges dropped. You're an innocent man. You, the day I got saved, I walked out of that spiritual courtroom a free man. And those charges cannot be brought up against me again. Isn't that in legal terms called double jeopardy? Huh? Woo! I want to... Listen, man. There is no double... We're not having double jeopardy. You can't bring up those charges anymore. They've been dismissed. I got found... I got... I got all those charges were wiped out. Huh? All the charges are gone. I am not what I used to be. You are not what you used to be. I don't care how vile you were, how dark you were. I don't care how, how carnal you were. I want you to know the day you accepted Christ as your Savior, that He blotted out those sins. I'm telling you, there's power in the blood. I'm telling you, thank God for the cross. Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because it took away all, all the judgments against me and it made me live as an innocent man. Huh? Somebody said, yeah, but pastor, you, you did all those. Yeah, but you know, the truth is, I did do all those, all those things. But I'll tell you what, but somebody else paid for them. Somebody else served that time and was crucified instead of me and you. <laughs> Say out loud, all charges dropped. Here's another good side point. Now, if God's going to drop all those charges against us, we ought to drop them against each other. Maybe that was for somebody live streaming today, whoever that was. It didn't go over great here. Huh? We need to drop all charges against everybody that's hurt us, wronged us. Forgive them. Hmm? Drop the charges. Give them a break. Be a blessing to them. That because it happened to you and me. Huh? The Lord has taken away all of our, all the charges or judgments against us. Number three, I like this one. Nobody, nobody in here, I don't think, needs this one. He hath cast out your enemy. Ha, that's good, man. In other words, he got, he got rid of, you know who the biggest enemy that we have was? It was, well, ourself. <laughs> but the, but the, the real ultra enemy, the nemesis that we have in life is the devil. I'm telling you today, the devil is, I am what God said I was and more. The devil is not anything that he tells you that he is. He doesn't have any power. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. And the Bible says that God has cast out your enemy. Before you start, your enemy is already cast out and defeated. Amen? 
See, you know, that's why the Lord told us, go and you cast out devils. We, we'll get devils out of, out of people, right? But the first, the first devil that had to come out of somebody was us. He's cast out my enemies. You know, I don't even want, you know, the Bible talks about the different people in the scripture, in the gospels especially, that were, they had so many demons, they numbered the demons, you know. I, I don't even want to know the number that was living in here before the Father came and cast out all my enemies. And he's cast out every, he has beaten every enemy that I have had since 1973. He's defeated every enemy and cast out every enemy. Praise God. You are not defeated today. You are in, of all people an overcomer. He's cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of you. He says that a couple times in this chapter. I think, you know why? Because we, we need to think about his, his omnipresence all the time. I need to know wherever I am. Hmm? Some people say, man, I don't, I don't know how you guys get on airplanes and fly overseas and go here, here and there, man. Well, you think I get on that airplane by myself? Every airplane I've ever crawled on, I have had a consciousness that God is in the midst of me. He's with me. I may be, you ever heard that story, that guy that said, you, you shouldn't fly in the scripture, say so. And the guy said, what scripture is that? Where Jesus said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. <laughs> that's, bad, that's bad Bible hermeneutics, man. Huh? No, he's with you low and he's with you up high. He's with you at 30,000 feet. He's, he's, with you, he's with you no matter what country you're in. He's with you no matter how many enemies are surrounding your life. He's with you. I want to tell you where he is this morning. He's right in the middle of us. Man, I feel his presence. He's in the midst of us. He's working in our lives. He's in the middle of what's happening to Jim Crabb and Sarah Crabb. He's right in the middle. He's in the midst of us today. When you're sitting at your job, at your desk, everybody else around you doesn't know it, but man, the Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. If you're in a very difficult meeting at work, don't, don't be upset that, you know, this guy's here and he's saying that because the Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. How, when is he in the midst of you? All the time. When we became Christians, I'm telling you, when God moved into our hearts, He, he came, He didn't pack for a week. He came to stay. And I'm telling you, He's in the midst of your life. Whew. Lay your hand on yourself and say, He's in the midst of me. He's in the middle of me. Huh? Aren't these good verses? The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. I like this next one. And you will... 
You will not see evil anymore. In other words, no evil's going to... Because he's in the midst of you and he cast out your enemy, you, are, you and me are not going to see evil anymore. That's past tense. That doesn't mean we can't have hard stuff, but God's in the midst of us and he fixes it. But I'm telling you, praise God forevermore. You will not... This is... This is really powerful verses, man. You, when God comes and lives in the midst of us, we will not see evil anymore. I used to see it all the time. Did you? It was around me. Evil stuff, bad stuff. Bad stuff happened. I often say, you know, I don't know. I didn't get people say, why'd you get saved? Well, a lot of people say, because I didn't want to go to hell. I, you know what, what? This is mine. I got saved because I was worn out with sin. It, wore, it flat wore me out. I couldn't keep up with all the lies I told. I, I'm telling you, man, it was so difficult. To, the way of a transgressor is hard. My God. But thank God... You, put your picture right there, that's you. You, Gary Cook, you will not see evil anymore. Ken Jones, you know what? The Jones family will never see evil anymore. Carters, you'll never see evil anymore. Sam and Maria, you will not see evil anymore. Those days are way gone. They're in the rearview mirror. Man, the only thing that happens to us is that things always work out. God, He works in our hearts. He's working in our life. He's working on you right now, Taylor. I see the Spirit of God enveloping you. Put your hands toward heaven. He's right in the midst of you. You are not going to see evil anymore in your life. And the only thing that's going to happen to you is that God's divine favor is going to live on your head and on your heart. And I see in the future people saying, oh, I'm not sure about that Taylor girl because it just seems like she's the favored girl. Ha! She is. But so are you. Favor. It's gonna, it's gonna, just gonna rain, R-E-I-G-N, rain, and R-A-I-N, on your head for the glory of God. You are not gonna see any evil anymore. How many could use that right there? I don't need any more. Hannah, you're not gonna see any more. It's not even gonna get around you. It's not gonna happen to you for the glory of God. Amen. We'll have to finish this next time. Man, I can't believe it's 1.30 already. My God. When a guy's preaching really good, man, time just flies. I know it, man. Come on, praise team. Hallelujah. Give them a good hand clap. Come on. Amen. Let's all stand up this morning. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Blessed is the name of the Lord. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you can become one. If you're live streaming with us and you're not a born-again Christian, you can become a Christian. 
It's very easy to do. Go back to that, my, my good song there. Or your good song that I liked. <laughs> you, you just have to do what I did. You have to believe on the name of Jesus. You have to realize that you did it. There are charges against you that are accurate. But the blood of Jesus has taken away your sin. Amen. If you're looking for a home church, this is a good one. And uh, sooner or later and someday all the people that, that go here are going to show up. They're going to come back, man. And uh, we're going we're gonna to fill this place up and uh, we're going to multiply and grow for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We love you. Thank you for Zephaniah. Thank you that the Lord my God is in the midst of us and that you are a mighty, powerful God. That you are at work in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Let's we trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.
We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.